Welcome to another episode of Rich State of Mind, where I'm interviewing Mike and Christy Jacks. Throughout this interview, you'll hear the experiences of flipping homes and how much of a positive impact home staging makes. I'm sure any open house you've been in that has staged furniture made the home even more appealing and tempting to purchase. Mike and Christy have that persuasive skill mastered. You got to check out their homes and their website, especially their feature listing on Rosa Avenue in St. Louis. I left a link to their site in the description. Please visit our site at www.richstateofmind.com where we provide content on real estate, personal finances, and self-development. Share your story and information by posting a blog on our site so that the Rich State of Mind community continues to grow in knowledge. You can also follow our Instagram page at rich underscore state brand to find out about exclusive offers and discount promotions for our apparel. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other outlets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And thank you for listening. I appreciate y'all both uh, taking the time uh, this evening. Uh, I think this episode, this episode is definitely unique because I've never talked to anybody that does homes that does staging, and it's definitely as beautiful as y'all do it. So, if you don't mind, tell the audience a little bit about yourselves and what y'all do. Sure. Sure. All right, you can get started. You can tell the back, tell the background. Well, I'm Mike Jacks. It's my wife, Christy. Christy. <laughs> uh, we've been married for quite a while. We have four kids. Um, before we really started all this, I was in the restaurant industry forever and she was in marketing and then sales. also sales. So that's kind of how we, how we met. And after having so many kids and working in the restaurant industry, so many, and, and, yeah, so many kids. <laughs> and being in the restaurant industry, it's really not conducive to each other. So yeah. I would work a lot of late nights and it was, it was getting more and more difficult with every child. So after... Two, two or three, Christy basically told me that I had to find something else to do. Yeah. And then, so I'm a pretty handy guy. And so I started a company where I was doing handyman services and also I was doing interior painting. Mm-hmm. That one thing led to another. Once I start working on people's homes, they asked me to do more, um, you know, from, you know, fixing a broken tile to next thing I know, I'm replacing vanities and toilets. And then yeah. I, I replace their whole kitchen and everything else. And so it just kind of uh, snowballed, was a yeah. snowballed or yeah. a domino effect, really. So after several years doing that. Yeah. And I've been in marketing. I've stayed in marketing. I have a consult- consulting business that I do for companies. And I work from home. So when COVID struck, it kind of like everything worked out because Mike was more at home as well. So then when he would pull me into these jobs, you know, he would be like, I have no idea what to do in this kitchen. You know, anyways, we'd start working together and we were like, we could do this on a bigger scale. So then we just kind of started doing a little bit of research and he used to flip properties um, and live in them when he was in like his twenties. Yeah. So we were like, let's let's just take a look around. Let's just see. 
And so we got our first one. And after we started, I mean, it was just like probably most people, it was a disaster. Like you walked in and it was like just ceiling falling in, the floors are sold. And you're just like, how are we going to do this? this? Beautiful. Yeah. And then after we finished that first one and we were just like, oh my gosh, like this is so beautiful. You know, I mean, we've just been hooked ever since. And it's just, we just keep buying and it's so much fun now, you know, mm-hmm. but you got to get through that first one. That first one the is first like, one's the hardest one. It's the hardest one. Yeah. Or the second one. That's hard too. <laughs> what makes it so hard? Um, learning who learning, to surround yourself with. I yes. Think. Surrounding yourself with the right people, the right tradesmen. Um, we've, we had some really good luck in the very beginning with some of the guys that we hired to help us out. But then later on, maybe those guys didn't show up again. Um, they overpromise, underdelivered. Yeah. And we primarily do all our flips in the city of St. Louis. So any okay. mechanical, electrical, plumbing, um, all has to be done by licensed contractors. You just, yeah. because everything has to have a permit and everything gets inspected. Well, some people, they might have a license, but they're not good at their jobs. Yeah. And so <laughs> you find out the hard way. And then also that costs you money too, going down uh, the wrong road with people. So. That was that was a that was a challenge. Yeah, and I think with COVID too. I mean, um, this year, as kind of everybody's been struggling with this, is materials are delayed. You know, oh, the yeah. city has put us on so many restrictions, and then the the um, the paperwork is six to eight weeks out. You know, and then wow. our contractors that we work with and the, the plumbers, like they're so busy. Everybody's getting home repairs and getting work done. So it's just been kind of figuring out, like putting that team in place even from our real estate team who, I mean, I talk to on a regular, like at least once a day, we're talking to, you know, looking for new properties, making sure we have the right people in the right places has been a challenge, but we're, we're getting there. You know, it, it definitely takes time. It does take time to build up. Yeah. Because I, I just talked to a contractor, interviewed a contractor yesterday. He's a, he's a flipper and a contract and a contractor. So he kind of, I had so throughout the conversation, we had a switch. He's like, is that a contractor question? Is that a real estate investor question? And one <laughs> of the things that uh, when I asked him from the contractor side, I said, hey, you know, a lot of times the relationship between a contractor and a investor is like, hey, you gonna screw me over? You gonna screw me over? You know, are you gonna deliver? You gonna deliver? And he's, so one of the biggest things is like putting 50% down or some contractors would say, you know, I won't take more, you know, less than 50% down and, and so investors are like, I don't wanna give that much. And so I was like, hey, what? can the contractor and the investor do to where they both trust each other and bind it? And he was like, well, he said, do a contract. He says, it doesn't matter if you put 90% down or 30% down. If you have a contract where you specific, you know, details of what you want done, then that still kind of binds them that binds, you know, each other really uh, yeah. to it. Um, and so I never thought about that. Cause yeah, if I give 90%, cause you know, they may need materials. If I have you to that contract, then, um, I can hold, you know, hold you obviously, right. If they don't deliver, then I still got to go through the rigmarole of, you know, going to court and stuff like that, but at least I have something to protect me, but that has been frustrating for us as well. Um, we have, we've only been able to get people to do one-offs and then for some people, for the bigger projects, it's literally it's, it's pretty much micromanaging. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> you know so after i get off of work i'm going to the to the spot okay hey this wasn't done right and then they have to do all stop and it's like hey man i thought we were clear like you know float the wall don't just paint over bad patches on the uh, wall <laughs> oh yeah uh, so I, I, I can imagine with flips it's like that say again 
I've walked in, well, even to my husband where I'm like, what? what? I told you to do this. I mean. Oh yeah. There was a day that I was not there. Most days I'm on the job side yeah. and I'm not there all the time because we have multiple jobs going. So I float between multiple jobs. One day the electrician was there and he decided to hang or where he was going to put lights going down the steps yeah. where he was going to do the um, outlet for the, uh, the wall stops. Anyway, where he put it was not where Christy wanted it at all, but we no. were already so far <laughs> along in the project. There yeah. was no changing it. I wasn't going to reopen the wall and move the electric and do all Ooh. this other thing. And it just, it was it, in the middle of the wall though. I mean, yeah. I, like your wife, she would be like, uh, what? It was in the middle of the wall. Like it should have been on the ceiling. So then, you know, we figured it out. We, we added a sconce and it was very pretty, but okay. it's, types of things where you have to he's there all the time but the one time he wasn't there it was like yeah they just he was just like what they were didn't thinking. have time to wait for him and just started drilling holes and i mean like you got to be on top of it so this time we've got a couple flips going and we're having um we're designing the kitchens and i'm putting in the electric where i want it the light outlets where like we're learning the more we do this like we're making it so easy there's yes. no it's almost foolproof. Yeah, it's foolproof. Almost. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we can mess yeah. it up. Yeah, there. yeah. It's always <laughs> almost foolproof. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that was the question I was going to ask, too. When it comes to your flips, what are some maybe signature things y'all do or things y'all like to focus on when it comes to flips that you know kind of can uplift the ARV? Sure. I mean, of course, obviously, we're going to uh, do bathrooms and kitchens. We're going to put mm -hmm. most of our money there. But our flips, we're a little bit different than most people. So let's rewind three or four flips ago. When we really first started, it was cosmetic. You know, so let's say we got a hold of a, a condo. Um, we might replace the floor, put new carpeting and paint the walls and call it a day. You know, maybe replace a toilet or the vanity. Something very, very cosmetic. Something that uh, Chris and I could basically do ourselves other than laying the flooring and the carpeting and whatnot. But now, you know, fast forward a little bit, what we're doing, especially because we're down in St. Louis City, we basically we bring everything down to studs so when we are finished it is a brand new house in a hundred year old shell so if there's different categories of of new construction versus then like a c1 c2 or whatever however they call the classification we're just below new construction so we basically keep the foundation and the and we mainly buy brick homes so then we have the brick tuck pointed on the outside. So it's nice and secure. We put in the new roof. There's not a single part of a, a house that we don't touch. And in the St. Louis city, they make us bring in a new water line because of like what was going on in Flint, Michigan with the, ah, the, the okay. red lines and everybody getting sick. Well, in St. Louis too, all the lines, water lines are lead. So I don't even wait for the city to tell me to do it. I just replace the water line. So for us, I'm looking for a particular property that has to be, I, I have to find a property that is in an area that has been so neglected that nobody wants to touch it. And that's the perfect property for me. So like the last house that we bought, it happened the day we took possession, it was raining. It was raining so hard when we walked inside, it was raining in the house because there was a huge hole in the roof and I didn't realize it when we bought it and it was just pouring down. So. Basically, the very first thing we do to all houses, they get re-roofed. So then from there on, we know everything is nice and dry. So I was just basically saying how we 
kind of go, go way we go beyond way where we beyond need where we need to be. So a lot of St. Louis flippers, they just go in and they just do the cosmetic flip. We're the polar opposite. They do as little work as possible. To I mean, they all it's all about the return, and we get that. Yes. But we are kind of building a brand, and we want people that see and know our houses to say, "Oh, everything will be done. We won't have to worry about anything. All the plumbing will be replaced, electric, like a safe house for." the kids, the family, like that's kind of our MO. Like we want wherever we, whatever we do to be somewhere we would live with our children, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why I asked what, what was your signature thing? Because when I looked at your pictures, um, it looks like it's more than just a flip. It, it looks like a new build almost. Yeah. Uh, it, it's basically a new build. And I guess you could say that is our signature now. It kind Where? of, well, and yeah, we have two other properties going and they're both down to the bare bones, to the studs. You can pretty much see through most yeah, of the walls. Yeah, you walk in, yeah. You walk in, you can see straight through the back of the house. Why can't we buy something not so intense? I don't know. We, I think we like really it. Good. I think we like it. Yeah, and also it, there's a lot of properties that you buy. So, you know, once you open up a wall, you never know what you're going to find. Yes. Faulty plumbing, faulty wiring, people doing the wrong splice, whatnot. Well, it, it came to our attention after doing this for a while that we didn't want to be, um, I guess, morally responsible. You know, if, if we, if something happened, God forbid, to one of our properties after we sold it to somebody, you know, let's say faulty wiring, whatever, I can't have that on me. Yeah. So what we do, we just rip it all out because a lot of times the property's knob and tube. I don't know if you run into that where you guys are, but it's the mm -hmm. oldest form of wiring out mm -hmm. there. You know? I have a house that's uh, 110, uh, 1901. Yeah. So. so then you know what I'm talking about. So we just, basically it is a new build. You're right. And so you, earlier you said something about, uh, you, you, it seemed like you were referring to some type of chart where you said new construction, C1, C2. Can you explain that to me? I never heard that before. Yeah, it was, it was a term that a, um, an appraiser was giving me because we we did a house so well last year that it was the most expensive house on the street when we priced it and if it sold for that price it was going to what was it thirty thousand forty thousand over every single other home value in there so the it was under contract we got five over ask what we were wanting which was great we sold it in one hour which is fantastic. Which is not <laughs> Which, realistic. Wait, you, you, realistic. You, put it on that, you put on the MLS and you sold it an hour later? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they had already been pounding on the door, like trying to get in before we even listed it. We were like, hey. Yeah, no, we were we were hosting an open house the following day. Yeah. I was there. We were there doing just finishing preparing. touches. Yeah. You know, just making it really special. And then they knocked on the door. And next thing you know, an hour later, yeah. contract came over. It was pretty awesome. We were very lucky but their appraiser was having trouble you know appraising it for finding the comps in the area yeah this is true to support that so basically what she said she's like okay you have new construction new build let's call that c1 she's like you are just the level below a c1 so let's just call it a c2 i might not even be saying that right but that's what the term she was using and since then i was like oh okay well that makes sense that that best describes what we do we are a new build, we are a new construction, but it's just in a shell that's a hundred years old. Mm -hmm. And so how long does it usually take you to do that? I can imagine that since you're not doing the basic cosmetic flip, it takes a little bit longer or y'all are able to still kind of do a flip in let's say 40 days. No, it's, it's four to six months. 
Okay. Especially now. Now, especially now, because um, City of St. Louis. We're shut back down. Yeah, the, they're shut back down now. The, so the permit office is shut back down. So anything that would normally take, let's say I wanted to build a deck and I, I bring them my plans, that should be stamped in three days. Not anymore, it's three weeks. So let's say I need to replace an engineered beam or something along those lines. Well, that's eight weeks. Yeah, it's just ridiculous right now. So anything, I mean, because they all, the, the inspectors and the people that approve these plans, they can't be in the same office with each other. So the work has to go from one department to the next department. So it just takes forever. So what used to take three to four months for us is now taking, you know, five to six, which stinks, but you just kind of have to roll That's with just it, how it know? is now. And so, um, I mean, has, has, that, has that hurt y'all anyway? It just kind of just slows things down uh, as far as like you're keeping your team consistent or I guess loyal to y'all. Like, hey, you know, work is not as consistent. Well, um, we have more than one house going. So we're keeping like everybody's staying busy. Yeah. So we've got right now four properties. One's, you know, ready to go and is for sale. And then the other three, uh, the two are shells. And then the other one's for a client. So um, basically, that's going to be down to a shell though too. Yeah, we're going to- We're just about ready to start. That. So that's going to start late November, early December. So just yesterday, our demo team finished one of our properties. I have him working on- um, removing some trees and stuff like that from another property. So in another week, I'll just move him over and his crew to the, to the next property. So they'll start demoing that out. And that typically takes them two weeks to do. Two weeks of demo. Yeah, for the most part. One, it's hard work. And then if you run into asbestos, then you got to stop and then you got to get, you know, the- um, Who knows how long that would take right now, my yeah, goodness. I know. So you got to bring in the right people to remove that kind of stuff. Interesting. Did not know that either. So after you do the flip, you um, it looks like y'all stage. Y'all do your own staging. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So can you explain to me uh, how y'all got into that? Um, you know, who do y'all who do y'all go through to get the staging? Great designs, by the way. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, if you could break that down, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So. I love, I've always loved to decorate. And once I started with um, some of the clients that Mike was using, they've started asking me to help them like design their house or like, you know, when we're renovating the kitchen, we're looking at the living room and she's like, you know, let's start here anyways. So it was just kind of the same deal as our flips. They all started with these clients. And then I actually started purchasing, well, to be honest, our first flip, I, we pretty much cleared out our living room. Yeah, we used all our own <laughs> was, furniture. Yeah all our own living. we had like a chair left the kids yeah. were like where'd all our stuff we go? used we had no awesome. we had no <laughs> i mean the bedroom furniture one of our one of our kids lost a mattress that day <laughs> um, we brought his whole bed over there because we needed a twin bed we're like give us a bag you're fine yeah you'll just sleep with mom and dad for a while <laughs> and you know and that's kind of how it started and and, uh, we just started building from there and now we have a warehouse you know full of stuff and even i'll look on facebook i mean we're on craigslist like we'll just go out if we find inexpensive stuff like while we're out we've just started building it so now mm -hmm. <clears throat> we're staging for people but i think the we get the most attention from our flips from the the way they look in the pictures people yeah. are like Wow. wow. And that's where we're getting the most feedback and the most like referrals for staging and, and doing additional client mm -hmm. 
work. Yeah, because they want their house to look. Yeah, I want. Yeah, how our house looks. Yeah. (laughs) And so, do you do you uh, have you been approached by anybody that owns Airbnbs? Because I know Airbnbs staging furniture is like really big. Uh, Is Airbnbs big in uh, St. Louis? They are big. Yeah. Our real estate team, it happens to be two twin sisters and their mother. That their mother has been in real estate for let's say 25, 30 years or whatever as a broker. Um, now primarily, and she's flipped over a hundred houses yeah. in her time, but now she's all Airbnb. That's all she does. And I can't even tell you, I've lost count of how many they have, but they, uh, it's that's, that's her primary source. Business. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's primary a primary source of income business. for her. Yeah. So it's really big. I mean, we thought about doing it ourselves. Yeah. We haven't been approached by anyone in air doing Airbnb specifically to stage it, to specifically stage it, yeah. just more of the just for sale houses, you know, mm-hmm. just staging it temporarily. Also, we- it would have to be short term as well. No, you know, I don't think we could have any of the furniture out there for more than no, 60 days. No, but we days. could use their furniture. Oh yeah, we could always yeah. use their furniture yeah, yeah. as and well. Really, we haven't but- marketed ourselves like that. So maybe if we changed up our marketing, we probably could hit a whole new oh, back. I've yeah. never thought of that, to be honest. Yeah, I haven't but- either. <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm pretty sure you would make a good penny because, um, like that's the thing that captures people. They go on their phone, they look through Airbnb, yeah. okay, St. Louis. Wow, this looks You're beautiful. Right. You're right. Oh man, click. You know, because it's it's the shiny factor. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what we I think go for. If you look at our pictures, I don't know if you saw Rosa, is it's our featured like flip right now. That's the, the one the white brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like the pictures turned out so well. Our photographer is amazing, but it's like that bright, shiny factor for sure mm-hmm. you scroll through 63116 in st louis it's like dark 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're because that's never a style i thought i would be interested in but y'all made it look so unique and appealing oh my gosh the neighbor castle hated it oh, they were like really? what are you doing to that house <laughs> i had no problem coming up to me and telling me how much they hated that house and i said just just give it some time. Yeah, wait till man. You see the finished product because we whitewashed it and we didn't, we didn't do the accent pieces yet. We didn't paint everything black and then you know put the new gutters on and do seal all that the yet cement. and, and yeah. seal the cement and yeah. do all that stuff. So for a better part of a month, nobody knew what we were doing with the brick. We thought they were, they thought we were leaving like that. We hadn't changed out the front door yet or anything along those lines. So yeah, it still looked a mess. Just I with would, some white brick. <laughs> I would say easily five or six of the neighbors came over to give us their two cents. To let us know. <laughs> Ruin this hundred year old house or whatever it was. And then, you know, since we've been finished, now they're just Oh, now they want us to like come do their houses. And yeah. like they're like, who did who did the whitewashing? Like, which of your crew members were like, Oh, really? Yeah, now you want, awesome. now really? you want it done. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, you it's it's interesting to see um, this is one of the most vocal neighborhoods that we've ever had. Like the, the neighbors are very involved with what we've been doing and, and have been pretty excited too about seeing this kind of come together. Yeah, and uh, this is one of those houses I was talking to about, uh, talking about that. It probably sat for almost two years completely vacant. And over time, you know, with decay, with the roof, you know, with a big hole in the roof and leaking in and, and all the plaster falling off the walls and, and broken windows and things like that. So on the street, people were very happy to see us come and, and, yeah. know, and fix the house up but also they wanted to give us their two cents on how it should look. Yeah. 
why we were I mean every single day people are coming over like knocking on the door like hey what are you guys doing in here what's happening where are you putting the bathroom what you know and everybody like oh stranger it was very I mean most times we're you know nobody really bothers us you know we just do our work and whatnot but lately for the last few houses I've been going knocking on doors saying hey I'm going to you know introducing myself saying who I am what what's my company and over the next month, you're going to see a lot of people here, dumpsters, things like that. So for making noise, or if you have any questions, here's my phone number. That's awesome. Yeah. Make everybody. Make everybody happy. Yeah. Feel good about what we're doing. That also we're not fly by night flippers where we're just going to come in, throw some paint on the wall and leave or rent the place out to people who, you know. Aren't going to take care of aren't it. Aren't going to yeah. take care of the, aren't, you know, whatever. And then also at the end of the day, I feel like we help improve and help property values. Because so I, I wanted to, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, we break the glass ceiling. We, you know, when we're done, our houses are typically the most expensive on the street. And y'all are not, because uh, that's usually a rule of thumb that I've always heard, like you don't want to have the most expensive, at least not by large margin, but it doesn't seem to affect y'all because I guess the house is so appealing that any, nobody has a problem right now buying either over the market value well it's a seller's market but on top of that it's above the price of all the other homes yeah well so I- south city is very diverse so as long as we're within like a 0.5 to like a mile radius mm-hmm. we can typically get away with it and okay. what we're doing to these houses is so above and beyond what most people are fl- how most people are flipping like i mean every like we said it's a br- basically a brand new house that we are able to we list the new updates and things we've done on the back you know of like the flyers i mean it's taking up the, an entire eight you know eight by eleven piece of paper so we are able to um give enough of a reason for people to pay for it because they mm. know they're never going to have to worry about or at least for a long time. Yeah. So whoever, improvements. yeah, whoever buys our house the next 30, 50 years, they won't have to do anything to it. They will. I mean, some of the plumbing has been there for a hundred years. It, I mean, now our plumbing all brand new could honestly stand the test of time. It could yeah. easily be there for 50 years. Absolutely. No problem. Only thing people would have to do is change the wall color if they're not happy. And that's about it. And why would they do that? It looks beautiful. Yeah. It <laughs> says us yeah <laughs> so i have a question um so like i wanted to uh, i was doing research to get into my own flip and i wanted to obviously create as big as margin as possible but then still make it appealing uh but then i've also heard of flippers that spend the money to home stage uh how much do you spend usually on staging and how much of a difference have you seen between not staging and and staging oh gosh we, I don't think would ever not stage. Yeah, It has made the biggest difference. We've, with this house in particular, the amount of people that have reached out to me and just been like, this is, this house is amazing. The stagings, I mean, it has been far and wide. I was like, it got shared onto like a worldwide real estate investors page. I mean, I was, it was crazy. So and I know I attribute that to it being a beautiful house, but I think that the staging spoke to a lot of people where, I mean, way beyond what we thought people would, you know, like would care about it. Mm-hmm. So we spent on this house, what, maybe 1500 on staging, about 1500 on staging. But also we go from house to house to house with our staging. So each house we, we budget about $1,500 yeah. for new pieces that we need to purchase. And then also we take from our, our previous inventory. 
but I mean, let's rewind, you know, a handful, a handful of houses when we were picking things up, pieces that we had left over in the basement, you know, old bedroom sets, things like that. Yeah. Um, it definitely, in, with the quality of furniture that we put in it too, not that it's all super expensive. Yeah. Like that. I mean, but shoot, it definitely there's helps. super cheap stuff in there that we've painted that looks pretty. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's, we've, we have found dressers on the side of the road before and said, yeah. We have found mattresses in dumpsters. Oh yeah. One, back in the day. I, that's true. I jumped in a dumpster too, and I, and I took a queen. I saw a perfectly good queen mattress in a dumpster and I pulled By a mattress store. By a mattress store. It was inventory that they didn't want anymore. Didn't, didn't want anymore. And they threw it in the dumpster. And it was basically, it was practically brand We're new. We're like, hey. I went in the store and said, hey, are you throwing that away? Is that for <laughs> And he's like, yeah, why? And I was like, do you care if I climb in there and get it? He's like, go right ahead. <laughs> so, I mean, I got a brand new, you know, perfectly good mattress you know, for free. Yeah. Just all I had to do is climb through garbage. See? That's what, yeah, that's all you got to do. But I'm not proud. I'll do it. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I would have did that too, actually. Would I you mean, recommend renting, uh, renting furniture? It's like for somebody trying to start off that don't have an inventory. Oh yeah. yeah we absolutely. talked about that too. We were, we used, um, what's it, what are they called? Rent. What the heck is that place? Rent-a-Center. Yeah. Rent-a-Center. Rent-a-Center. Yeah. yeah. We used that for, um, at the beginning, we didn't have the money left over to get appliances. So we use them for appliances to mm-hmm. just stage it for months. And then we, we then bought some to put in later. I mean, so it was kind of like backwards, but we ran out of money. We didn't have any money left, yeah. you know? So it was oh. like. We, we maxed out our credit cards more than once. Let's just say that trying to, uh, you know, get to the finish line. Yeah. You know, you budget one thing and then you're over budget by 20%. And then next thing you know, you, you know, you still have work to do. So. That's when <laughs> now, I've heard that I heard that happens, you know, with flips uh, and it takes a few times to get it right. And yeah. even the ones that are very experienced, they still end up going over budget because, like you said, when you pull that wall back, you yeah. don't know what is in there. And oh, then yeah. they, you know you have extra five grand, 12 grand. Oh, well, yeah. We've one of our houses we're doing right now. We pulled the walls all down and it's fire damage. So we're like, oh, my gosh, no one told us like we didn't know anything about that. So now we're replacing a lot more beams and that's why he you know we Mm -hmm. were talking about putting an engineer beam we have to do that all throughout this house because there's it it's lucky it's still standing it's it's really bad and i found out through a neighbor i don't even know if i told you this that um a few years ago they condemned the house wow yeah that's crazy because somebody decided to take out a support wall and it's a two-family home and then on one of the sides let's just call it you know unit a um the uh, second floor fell two and a half inches and so and yeah. they did a repair. They put a Band-Aid on it, you know, to bring it back up to city code. But now we have the pleasure of fixing it the correct way. Oof. Yeah. 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 Cause I, <laughs> that's just, it gives me anxiety thinking about the, uh, when tell you, uh, they took away support wall, you said, right? Yeah. So right there, that fix alone from, just from my understanding, is going to be between five and $8,000 that we didn't budget for. Yeah. And we always have a contingency we always go but over that blows a, yeah. that blows the contingency now, right i was just about to ask that too like what's your contingency like is 10 grand your contingency budget for the for the most part it it, it has been in the past and it was on this one as well and we're like oh well we won't use that money it'll be fine but i mean <laughs> like seriously, profit <laughs> yeah after three and a half weeks we're yeah. already we're already over budget for this project but it's been great because we started with the outside because the city was all backed up on permits. So 
So we couldn't even get into demo. So we started with the outside. We started siding. We started tuck pointing, stuff like that. And the neighbors are already like, thank you so much. You know, like this house was such a nice, or, and there's, it's a really nice area. There's super nice houses like all around. And that part is like, I like that. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that we can do this for these neighborhoods, you know? It, yeah. I think it's such a cool. It's it's a lot of fun yeah, seeing the transformation. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you just went back two months ago, if you looked at this property, it was definitely an eyesore. It was sitting on, you know, it, it's sitting, it's one of those houses, what's the saying? Buying the, the worst, worst, street. worst <clears throat> house on the best street. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got lucky and we found this property. Yeah. And uh, we were able to pick it up the same day. There was multiple offers on this property. And, Again, uh, it was like a one day thing. I mean, St. Louis was hot this summer, like super yeah. hot. It was five or six contracts. No, it was like nine. Oh, this one was nine. Yeah, okay, this so was like nine. Let's say there was nine contracts. We we were fortunate enough to go in really strong. We were able to pay all cash for it, which was good. No contingencies whatsoever. And we closed in two weeks. Yeah. So. Wow. It, which is why we knew nothing about it and why we didn't know there was fire damage. It's why oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So maybe if we had done a little bit more due due diligence we just wanted it we just wanted it we, yeah it was one of those properties it's like one in a hundred that you're gonna find on that street where it has a ton of value just as is right now we could sell it for more money than we bought it for just right now yeah so we i think we're in good shape yeah. even though we're over budget i think we're in good shape <laughs> I have a similar uh, situation. Uh, Mira and I, we own a triplex and right next to it is a home that looks like a triplex as well. It's got three meters and it has burnt damage. It's completely condemned and it's owned by a guy that owns. So this is what happened. Uh, the story, background story. It had burnt damage. Somebody left their oven on because they were cold. So they ended up catching on fire. And so the owner used the insurance money to buy a car dealership instead of fixing the house so i've been sending him letters and uh messages for months like hey look it's an eyesore even the the the, the neighbors come to me because they know i own the one of the homes over here and i've been changing that up because it's on the corner yeah and so uh they're like hey like uh we really appreciate what you're doing i'm like hey you know who owns this you know i've, I've been messaging him like yeah we know him we know him and if we could get this off you know from him, we would really appreciate it because it gets, creates a lot of bad traffic. Like people go back there and sell drugs and stuff. Like it's this 2,500 square foot house with his own standalone garage of just nothingness. And he owns a lot that they, the, the lot next to it had a single family home that they, the city made him turn it down. Even the city's sick of him. Cause when I had the city come and inspect my house uh, for uh section eight, they were like, yeah, man, like that guy's bad business. Like don't even deal with him. Uh, so it's funny, like how the community will be completely invested in how a street looks and they just oh, were, yeah. were waiting to for somebody to kind of fix it up and make it look better. So oh, yeah. I, I do understand where y'all coming from. It makes you one. feel good too. You know, you realize you're doing more than just fixing a house. And like making you're, money. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a feel good thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because people, um, people want to feel, I guess, safe. They want to feel like when they walk outside, it's like, uh, some type of paradise, you know, in this area, it's the older people. So like, they want to be looked at something pleasant, not like this haunted house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ours is a little bit older of a community too. So I, it's a very similar situation. And so, uh, with your flipping company, um, uh, what do y'all see yourselves in the future? Uh, like five years from now. 
Well, we were just talking about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, let's, I would like to see, well, we used to own rental property. Let's rewind, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago, we had just a few rental units and it didn't really go great. We had them for several years. Um, I would like to see us still flipping houses. Uh, hopefully it becomes more of an autopilot type situation yeah. that we build yeah. a team that uh, we could trust, first of all, um, and that we could keep them busy. And then I would like to see just, you know, 10, 15, I mean, you know, rental properties generating well, I think we're X on the hours passive income. Airbnb, what you were saying, like we've realized the potential for in, in the city, especially. Yeah we've realized how great that could be. Like maybe even not straight rentals, maybe they're all Airbnbs. Or something like that, where, where <clears throat> yeah. it's generating revenue where I'm not actually swinging a hammer anymore yeah. or going down there and micromanaging everybody. I would like to have income coming in um, where it's just- More passive. You know, more passive, right. where I don't have to be involved in it every single day. That's where I would like to see us in, in well, actually, I would like to see us there in two years, but <laughs> of course, you know, hopefully <laughs> five years. It's <laughs> our, I think our that goal is two thousand twenty-three. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Is that yours oh. too? Oh. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. We could. Do. <laughs> um, I would like to. I, I think we're we're building the business and it's growing so quickly. I think that you know, in five years, I think we're going to be even busier than we are now, which I think which is, is super exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting. Cause it's just growing at a pretty rapid rate and people really like what we're doing. And I just think it's awesome. You know, like we're just so happy that people like what we're doing, yeah. you know, it's yeah. mainly building that team. Yeah. The, I mean, we have a lot of properties going right now and we have my two brothers that are Pretty are, there, are pretty involved and so we can't all be at the same property all the time because there's multiples going on and inspections and things like that so i would just really like to have that core team in sure where i don't have to worry about every single decision mm-hmm. at every single you know yeah. every moment yeah i mean our phones yeah, go cool, off constantly yeah. <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah, i can imagine Only thing I was saying was it must be really difficult for you because you have to, you know, you're at work and then after you get off work, you got to go down to the job site or do whatever. And usually it's after the fact that you find out about a problem. So that, I mean, I got lucky actually. Uh, I got lucky this recent job. I'm only three minutes from my job. So I was able to get off of work, pretty much jog to the site and was like, Hey, this is wrong. And then go back to work, you know, like, so I got lucky on that one. Yeah, that one was easy. Well, but the cool thing, huh? That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he I know he was getting annoyed with me because, like, I, I get frustrated because it's like, I feel like if I'm paying good money, I don't care what quality of the neighborhood you think it is or the home. If I'm paying the money and it's something we agreed on, then this is what you're supposed to do. Um, I'm really big on that because right. it's like, hey, man, I had to be honest with him. Like, hey, I could have did that. Like, what you did over there. So it's like, we, like, these are the expectations. I need you to be here because I need to be done right the first time. And that's it. That way I'm not bothering you. And we know how hard it is sometimes to get a contractor to come back after they already moved on to another job. It's, 
Oh yeah, ah, it's almost so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the cool thing about with, with then, the with the flips that you mentioned earlier was, um, so not only could you let's say rent it out and have a rental property, but sometimes maybe it doesn't make sense. Like I would say for like our condo that we have, like the let's say the mortgage is fifteen hundred and we have like a COA fee, but the most in this area I could rent it out for is seventeen hundred. So I'm like, okay, well let's Airbnb it. Then I'll make $3,300 a month. So sometimes based on what you, what's going on in the market and what type of house you have, it might be better to Airbnb. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I do feel like with Airbnb, there's less um, uh, wear and tear. tear. Yeah. 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 Cause people are coming in, they're admiring the house. They're in for a couple of days. Like they're not coming (laughs) in, they're getting, you know, you're not having to deal with as much wear and tear for sure. So I think that that, they typically don't have dogs and cats. Right. They're, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest, that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Maybe a little. You're right about that. Like You're right about that. Yeah, there's appreciation. I've been in a few nice Airbnbs that's like that. Like, ooh, I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also so pretty. Like, I, you know, you're so excited to be there and it's the same price as a hotel. Like, why the heck wouldn't you stay at this gorgeous Airbnb every time, you know? It's awesome. I love that that concept is so frequented now. Like mm-hmm. it's really become it's huge. Yeah, just a regular thing. Where at first it was like, that's weird. This is someone's house. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and probably was- like when it first started, which side note, yeah. um, Airbnb is about to be publicly traded soon. So they're actually about to be a stock oh, yeah. around January. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm going to look into that. I, yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> Get in early. Mike's all about his stocks. I am. Oh, I oh yeah, yeah. A little bit Apple, Tesla, uh, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, but we'll see how things oh, go yeah. t- towards uh, January timeframe. Yeah. yeah, I'm so I'm Apple, Snapchat, Twitter, um, Bitcoin. Very, very little Bitcoin, but the little Bitcoin I have, I don't know if you've been watching. It's gone from ten thousand five hundred down. Now I think it's I don't know where it's at today, but seventeen. I think it's seventeen. As a, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 yeah it's crazy. Cool. I, mean, I mean, I have fractional amount. I have a very. I don't <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. It, it's I definitely didn't put down ten grand on it. <laughs> yeah. No. Like anything like that. It, it's just, but you don't tell so people that. Have, you just say I got oh, Bitcoin. No, I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are on the same. Yeah. <laughs> each other <laughs> also i got uh uh i have one last question and um it's uh i'm pretty sure it's gonna be i'm pretty sure both of y'all have your different separate ways of saying it but y'all mean the same thing and it is uh what is your rich state of mind what, what is the why on uh, what do y'all do you know what y'all do every day uh, y'all are very motivated multitaskers so uh what is your big why rich state of mind I don't know. I mean, I kind of thought about it and I thought I had a, a good idea. I mean, I think um, I will go back to what we've said a couple times, but I think our future depends on the positivity that surrounds us. Um, I think that the people and the workers and our realty, realty team and everybody that we surround ourselves with on a daily basis is what is creating this company and kind of what makes mm-hmm. it successful. So even like we talk about 
our family or our friends that have like a negative impact or are um, a toxic personality, cutting that kind of stuff out and just surrounding yourself with positivity makes such a difference in everyday life. I mean, it, it's really quite amazing how cutting that out can quickly change the outcome of a day, you know? So, I mean, that would probably be how I would feel about it. What about yeah. you? Well, I feel, I feel a, really the same. I guess with my mindset years ago, we used to be like, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to buy this house. We're going to renovate it. And we're going to you know sell it and, and make a profit. And just like what Chris was saying, some people were kind of, kind of negative about that. They didn't believe us. They didn't think that was even positive or they just dismissed it as like, Oh, sure you are. <laughs> and they, so they weren't excited for us at all. And then when we did have some early success and where we're headed now and, and feeling like we're becoming more successful, those people are no longer on our Christmas list. We no longer, you know, we just do our own thing and we just want to be surrounded by people that value us and, uh, and, and be and they're, they're positive and they, uh, so they, you know, celebrate what we're doing and that's. And we know. found those people and we have that great core group of people that <clears throat> is, is positive. And we've realized too, that that positively positivity reflects off of us to mm -hmm. our children. We want our children to be positive people, you know? So it's just, it's, it's definitely a 360. And, and I think that that just comes with learning more about, whoa, oh, okay. <laughs> learning more about yourself too. It's a growing up thing, you know? So that is, has been, I think our biggest challenge in overcoming and we're, and we're, we're getting there. Yeah. I like that positive state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to be. Yeah. And so uh, for the audience, can you say uh, name of your company and where everybody can find y'all at? And then I'll put the uh, y'all information in the description of the episode as well. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, the name of the company is Flip STL or Flip St. Louis because people tend to call it Flip Stole. If they're not from St. Louis, they're like, what's Flip Stole? <laughs> so we just say Flip St. Louis and the website is flippingstlouis.com. All spelled out. Awesome. Do y'all have Facebook, Instagram? <clears throat> we have our own personal ones, but we haven't taken Flipped to to Instagram yet, which yeah. I don't know why. I think it's a time thing. We've just been, we've put like stuff yes. on our own personal page. But sure. We just haven't taken that time, which needs to be a priority, obviously. But I can relate. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's hard. a lot sometimes. So we're like, oh, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Most nights it's, it's fall into bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We have a two year old and she's, she's a handful right now. So that's helpful. 